How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me slash growth. That's hbs.me slash growth. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily podcast on the New York Knicks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Knicks. I'm your host, James Marcita, and this is episode 182. On today's show, the Knicks played their first preseason game. I'm going to give you my first impressions on this year's squad after watching them in action against actual competition. Let's start the show. Yes! So the Knicks played their first game of the preseason against the Brooklyn Nets. They lost, what was the score, 115-107. to 107. I want to give you guys my first impressions about the players. Kind of player by player. By necessity, I'll talk about how they play with each other. But I'm not going to focus too much on the Knicks as a whole. Because preseason's a weird animal. Uh, you're playing 20 players. <laughs> Uh, the rotations are not what they're going to be in the regular season. When you look at just the starting lineup, Hornacek has said he's going to play three different starting lineups the first three games of preseason before settling on a starting lineup that he's going to play the final two games of preseason and then presumably into at least the first couple weeks of the regular season. It's knock on wood. Hope for a little bit of continuity this year. So rather than spend too much time on like a team analysis, although obviously it's a team game and they're playing with each other, blah, 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 I'm going to go player by player. I think that's fun. You can read a recap of the game to get you know the in-depth blow by blow. But I'm going to give you my impressions of the Knicks. The first time we're seeing them on the court against actual competition. That's not themselves. I'll just start briefly by talking about that starting lineup. Uh, it was sort of a weird one. <laughs> the center was Kyle O'Quinn. Um, we didn't know whether Nilakina would play. It turns out he did, and he played quite a bit. Um, you know given that no one played more than 27 minutes. Um, I think they gave him 18 in the end. But he didn't get the start. Sessions got the start, who is kind of who I still think might get the start in the beginning of the season. Um, But anyway, Sessions got the start. We'll talk about him. Hardaway got the start at the two. We'll talk about him. Doug McDermott got the start at the three. Not a big surprise there. Chris up to the four. Oh, Quinn at the five. Again, it doesn't really matter. Maybe he's playing great in practice, but it's a little odd if, to me, if Billy or Cantor figure to be the starter. Like, play around more with the three, play around more with the point guard. Um, it doesn't seem like there's any chance O'Quinn could start, so I'm not sure why he's getting any starters minutes. But whatever, it's the first game of the preseason, so I'm just not going to uh, spend too much time talking about that. And... Um, one quick note about the beginning of the game. Kristaps Porzingis took the tip off. Thank God. Hopefully he does it all year last year. Last year, Noah got an infuriating amount of tips to start the game. Kristaps uh, is 7'3". 
So let's see him, uh, you know, do some jump balls. All right, let's talk about Frank Nilakina. We weren't sure he was going to play. He did play. Um, overall, he looked pretty good. You know, he didn't score a lot. If you're looking at the box score, he didn't score a lot. He had like five points. He was something like one for seven from the field. Um, but he clearly was looking to get his teammates going first. Um, and it looked like he had nice vision, I'll say. He opened up the game with a nice pick and roll with Kyle O'Quinn. Uh, his chemistry with Ennis Cantor looked pretty good. He hit him on a couple of pick and rolls uh, that Cantor blew. He blew a couple of wide open layups. Um, at first, he was a little too unselfish, which, hey, rookie's first game, first couple minutes on the court, too unselfish, looking to set up his play, his uh, teammates. Good problem to have. Um, they, he ran a pick and roll with Cantor where he wound up ha- he wound up having a wide open run at the rim and he was like right underneath it and he passed off to Cantor rather than going for the layup. But later on in the game he looked a little bit more aggressive. Um, he showed good strength on a drive going uh, to the hoop. He got fouled. He hit both free throws. Um, he made a three-point shot that looked pretty smooth from the corner. That was his first shot in the NBA was a made three-pointer. Hopefully, I'm like obsessed with players' first shots and what that means for the rest of their career. So first shot, a made three-pointer. Hopefully that means he's good to go. Um, he had three quick assists in the first like five, five and a half minutes he was on the court. He would have had a couple more if Kanter had made a couple of layups. Um, he looked pretty elusive off the dribble. He was like sneaky. He does, he's not the quickest looking guy. But he's got a little bit of shake. He's got a little bit of shake to his game. Um, his man defense looks pretty good. Although, you know, he strode a little bit at times. But I think he really uses his length to his advantage. He just covers a lot of side-to-side court. He angles his body well. Kind of like funnels defenders uh, his, who he's guarding well. He picked up uh, D'Angelo Russell in full court a couple times. That was nice to see. Got out there. His left hand looks a little bit weak. You're talking about his handles. He clearly favored the right, in my opinion. But he just looked like he was trying to play the right way. You know what I mean? Clyde said uh, impressive effort for the neophyte from France. You know... He's going to mention France every single time Nilekina touches the ball. Kind of like how Hernan Gomez is the Spaniard. Um, so yeah, Frank. You know, he had a couple bonehead rookie mistakes. But not, like, anything that bad. I liked what I saw from him. I As soon as he was out there, people said they saw him limping... I didn't really see it, but he did look sort of tentative. And as much as I wanted to see him play, I was furious that the Knicks would risk him. Once I saw him out there, I was like, what are you doing? If there's any chance of him aggravating his injury, he should not have been out there. So I really hope that their terrible doctors, who are notorious for misdiagnosing, underdiagnosing injuries, uh, gave Frank full clearance. If there was any chance of him furthering the severity of his injury, he should not have been out there. So, I don't know. 
But I liked what I saw out of him first time around. All right, let's talk about Tim Hardaway Jr., his second stint with the Knicks. What do we see? Uh, in some ways, predictable. He is not afraid to shoot it. I'll say that. But he was bombing from downtown. But he went 5 for 11 from beyond the arc. I don't know why I love saying beyond the arc, but I do. Maybe it's like some Thrones shit. Beyond the wall. Ugh. Nah, that's not it. Nothing to do with Thrones. I take that back. Sorry I ever said that. He shot a three-pointer so quick. I said, oh my god. I think it was like that. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> His release is lightning quick. And like any three-point shooter, a couple of them were like, uh, eh. but he was feeling it. It wasn't like too out of the flow of the offense. Um, I was impressed with his court vision. Um, he had a couple of nice uh, outlet passes. The Knicks in general were looking to run. That's one thing you can definitely say as a team after watching this game. Lots of nice outlet passes from all over, if you're talking about the positives there. Um, the rebounding still needs work, but when they got the rebound, they were pushing it, pushing it. So he had a couple of nice outlet passes. Uh, he ran a nice pick and roll with KP, so that was good to see, especially since, you know, there's some question marks around point guard with this team. Um, his defense, you know, <laughs> what happened? Um, he fell asleep on a backdoor cut kind of early in the game. Shades of Amon Shumpert. There was a play when Damari Carroll sort of blew by him on a closeout, and then he didn't really recover well. Once Carroll got past him, he just sort of stood there, and then Carroll pulled up for a you know open mid-range shot, maybe like a 18-footer, drained it. So you'd like to see a little bit more hustle there. It was hard to single him out, though, because the Knicks, whoo, they struggled on defense. They're, you know... Not going to be a great team this year. They're going to struggle defensively. But as a team, they moved the ball well. They were looking for each other. I don't know, man. This post Mellow Knicks, I am looking forward to watching them play. Even if they lose, like they, you know, they lack some talent, but I feel like they could approach making a lot more correct decisions over the course of the game than last year's Knicks. Like, I'd much rather see a team that just, like, makes the right decision but isn't, you know, full of great shooters or they're just a little sloppy on defense but they don't ignore defense. Uh, You know, like, this is a small, kind of like a fine point I'm trying to make here. But when you're bad, I'd rather you be bad in a way that shows that you're at least paying attention and that your IQ is decent. Like a team that lacks ability but has a decent IQ is, is definitely possible. And I prefer that when I'm watching not greatness. But Hardaway, he had 17 points in 25 minutes, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals. So he was hustling. You know, I want to see Hornacek hold him accountable on D. But I think he could. he's going to have a couple games where he just explodes. That 3-point shot was looking nice. Let's talk about Chris Stapp's Porzingis. 
Um, he took and missed the first three shots of the game. I think he was rushing a little bit to be, you know, the man. But then he settled in. Um, I thought he attacked mismatches well. He shot over the top of smaller defenders without giving up uh, positioning on the block. He didn't get pushed around quite so much. Um, he had a baby hook that like just rolled out over a nice little crossover. After a nice little crossover. And if he can get a baby hook going, forget it. Lights out. With his reach on his 7'3 body, on, on that long... Life body. <laughs> if he can get that video going, show's over. Um, he he sunned Mozgov on the defensive end. He had a, a couple of blocks, two blocks. He had 15 points total. Um, he had a nice move where he crossed over Quincy Avey, AC, drove and dunked with the left hand, and got the foul. He looked a little bit stronger in general going to the rim. I'd say more than establishing position, he seemed to absorb contact well. Taking it to the hoops. That was good. He hit someone with the Dirk fade early on. Not from too far out. It was only like a little 8-footer, 10-footer. But he hit him with the Dirk fade. So that was nice to see. Chris Tapps, you know, he's going to be fine. I'm not too worried about him. Let's move on. Let's talk about Ramon Sessions getting the start. Um, He had a nice pick and roll with KP early. Um, And the threat of KP, interestingly enough, gave him a clear bath right to the basket. So I'm just one thing I'm encouraged by is having a number of guys, whether or not they're great, <laughs> is up for debate. Talking about sessions, you know, a young Nilakina, Hardaway, but a number of guys who are like really willing to play pick and roll with KP, um, and you'll see that people will respect him as a roller in a way that will open up the lane for aggressive drives from the pick and roll ball handler. Um, so it'll be a welcome change from Rose being gone. Um, Sessions, he kept the ball moving on the fast break. He definitely looked to pass first. Um, he had five assists in 12 minutes. Right? He didn't look amazing, but I think he definitely looked better than Jared Jack. I think he's got the inside track there. He's going to stay on the team. Um, possibly start opening night depending on how Frank develops over these next couple of games, how he looks. Um, but he also is clearly taking on that leadership role. When Frank sat down for the first time after getting into the game, he was about to sit next to Hardaway, and Sessions like grabbed him. He's like, no, 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 sit over here. And he was like, in his ear, politely, talking about, I'm not, you know, who knows what. But it seems like he's been designated as the Frank mentor. Let's talk about Billy Hernan Gomez, another one of the core of four. He looked a little sad to me. He just looked kind of, you know, I can't blame him. He better get one of these starts in one of these three lineups. But, you know, so he only had six points offensively. looked like he was struggling a bit. But he immediately had a tip rebound as soon as he checked in. The Tyson tip out. He had ten rebounds total. In a very few amount of minutes. Uh, 16. So an elite rebounding rate. Cantor only had three rebounds, interestingly enough. Although he was explosive on offense. We'll get to him in a bit. You know, let's talk about him now. He had 17 points, Cantor. On 9 of 10 from the free throw line. He's just a bulldozer. 
I mean, he's, I think this could be good for Chris Depps to have him around, just for, at least for a little bit, show him how to establish position. I'm not sure you can teach that. Um, but he does it in a way, too, where the refs just let him back him down and be aggressive, and they're giving him the benefit of the doubt on the calls. Uh, he was shaky at first. He was, I think he was nervous to play for the Knicks for his first game. He missed a couple of open layups like we talked about before. Um, he got fouled hard. It looked like he might have bloodied his lip. But he was he was okay after that. And he he took over in garbage time. Um, so at the very least, I think he could be a very, very effective bench player during the regular season, as we saw with Oklahoma City. Um, you know... Uh, you're not hearing me talk a lot about defense, even though I'm mildly obsessed with defense. And that's because no one really played good defense. O'Quinn had a couple of blocks. Porzingis had a couple of blocks. So good rim protection from them, them too. But as a team, there's a lot that people needed to work on. So Cantor was as guilty as anyone. I don't think he was more guilty than anyone. But he didn't do anything to disprove... His, you know, rep, at least in this game. You guys are listening to Locked On Knicks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, your stories, every day. All right, let's talk about Doug McDermott. Uh, he had his first shot. It was a three, so that was nice to see. And he had a ferocious slam dunk off a nice feed from Billy Hernan Gomez. So he looked like he still had his deft passing touch. Just give him minutes. He was sulking a little bit. But give him more minutes than O'Quinn. You know? Did he get more at the end of the day? Let me see. O'Quinn at 11. Hernan Gomez at 16. Yeah, I'd, whatever. Maybe they're just making Kyle feel nice. I didn't love it, but I'm not going to harp too much on it. Uh, so yeah, McDermott. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't expect much from him. But I thought the first... Unit like moved the ball well while he was in the game, you know, for whatever that's worth. We didn't get a long look at him. Jury's out, I guess. There, Lance Thomas don't have much to say there. Didn't play much, but he looks lively. He hardly got any burn, but he looks lively. He looks spry. So looking forward to some some healthy minutes from him this year. Courtney Lee, he looks good in the open floor. He had like four or five steals. This kind of offense uh, suits him. I think he figures to play a decent amount. He played the most tonight. Um, and I don't have a problem with that. They're going to need minutes at the two and the three. If Courtney Lee wants to shift between those two, spot minutes at point guard. You know, He's not great there, but spot minutes there. He can push the pace. Um, he's a good catch-and-shoot, three-point shooter. Uh, something that Hardaway also impressed. I mean... He would stop on a dime. Like he would run full speed and pull up and just like fire off a shot. I'm talking about Hardaway now. But Corny Lee's got that in him too. So pushing the pace, you know, flaring out to the corners for threes. Uh, he can give the Knicks some good minutes. Let's talk about Michael Beasley. Right? He's given me like incredible Brandon Jennings vibes. Um, definitely talented. But just sort of like all over the place. But not in a way that's necessarily selfish. It just seems like he's on this like random generator of decisions that isn't necessarily reactive to what the defense gives him or the flow of the game. 
again, I don't want to get too down on anyone uh, in a preseason game. And his heart's definitely in the right place. But he gives me strong Brandon Jennings vibes. He's just like... <laughs> like, and his faces... His faces are going to be Hall of Fame this season. We've already seen some of his faces from the interview with Taylor Rooks that were just incredible. Uh, he missed a free throw at one point, and he gave himself the hardest time. Like I, and that it was kind of like Alonzo Mourning gif. Like he almost looked like he was going to cry and like rip his own heart out of his chest and like sacrifice it as penance. But then he was kind of like, all right. It's time to take the next shot. And then he missed the second free throw. It was almost like he psyched himself out of it. And then, you know, the the Nets came down the court. And Nick stopped him. And he had this just ridiculous cross-court fast-break pass. Like, over traffic that was so beautiful. It was like one of the most outstanding fast-break passes Hit the guy in stride. I forget who he passed it to. Um, but it was really incredible. It showed real ability. But he's just everywhere. He does hustle a lot. Defense didn't look great, but he hustled a lot. He got uh, 10 rebounds. Only 8 points, but 10 rebounds. Um, so he was, you know, he was trying. Uh, he's giving it an honest effort. Um, he had a nice coast-to-coast Layup after hauling in one of those 10 rebounds. The Beasley experience, I'm here for it. You know, I'm not sure he's quite at the level of a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant, as he said to the press earlier today. But an interesting experience. Damian Dotson, we didn't see much of. He checked in the third quarter. Uh, but he had the highest plus minus of the team at plus seven. He didn't look quite as like NBA body as I thought he did in the you know summer league, which makes sense. Those are not necessarily NBA players, but he was definitely uh, aggressive on defense. We didn't see much out of him, so there's not much to go on. Um, I don't really need to see Artis or Wraith and Mays like again for as long as I live. But they put them in to you know save the Knicks from some injuries, so. That's, yeah, that's it. You know, the Knicks lost this game. Who really cares? Um, but team-wise, let's wrap up the show by just talking about a couple of team takeaways. Um, all five starters scored by the first, like, four or five minutes of the first quarter. They were moving the ball well. Post-Mellow, post-Rose. I don't know. Looks like the Knicks might move the ball as a team. They opened up a ten-point lead early. Uh, with with that starting lineup, they looked good together. In the third quarter is when they let the Nets just go off. The Nets were like 16 for 32 from three. It's a typical Knicks BS there. But uh, they're really looking to push the, the pace. That's not just like lip service. Uh, <laughs> there is no sign of uh, Noah. That's not what I'm laughing at. All right, I'll tell you what I'm laughing at. Um during the Knicks' worst stretch of the game, when the Nets opened up a really big lead in the third quarter, uh, the camera guys at MSG cut to Mills and Perry sitting next to each other, uh, watching the game, looking <laughs> miserable. <laughs> so shouts to MSG for that. Dolan's probably going to fire the person in the booth who made the decision, but I enjoyed it. 
Uh, like I was saying a second ago, there was no sign of Noah. Uh, apparently, for injury purposes, they didn't play him today because he played basketball like eight days in a row or something. I was expecting to see him. I was happy we didn't because I don't want him to play big minutes, but uh, I guess we're going to see him in the next game. Um. <laughs> A Clyde highlight. At one point, they, uh, the Knicks triple-teamed Booker on the Nets. It was in the fourth quarter when like, it's only Scrubs playing, but Clyde, Clyde almost lost it. He's like, what are they doing? Treating him like he's Michael Jordan. Oh, the best celebrity sighting was two-time Super Bowl champion. One of the best punters of all time. Sean Landetta. And the camera hovered on him for an uncomfortable amount of time. And he just kind of like stared at it. He was wearing his Super Bowl ring. <laughs> so that was nice to see. But yeah, that's it. First preseason games in the books. Uh, I hope Frank Milikina is healthy. This is today's edition of Locked On Knicks. The world's best Knicks podcast. Join us tomorrow for another episode. Peace. Fashion hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just six bucks. Right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10 2 to 1010. 10. Select styles only.